I definitely have a balance personally between the desire to kind of get up and write songs and do things and go out and engage with the world versus the desire to sit on my sofa and eat crisps and watch boring telly and hate the world. Welcome to The One You Feed. Throughout time, great thinkers have recognized the importance of the thoughts we have. Quotes like, garbage in, garbage out, or you are what you think, ring true. And yet, for many of us, our thoughts don't strengthen or empower us. We tend toward negativity, self-pity, jealousy, or fear. We see what we don't have instead of what we do. We think things that hold us back and dampen our spirit. But it's not just about thinking. Our actions matter. It takes conscious, consistent, and creative effort to make a life worth living. This podcast is about how other people keep themselves moving in the right direction, how they feed their good wolf. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is a singer-songwriter from England named Frank Turner. To date... Turner has released five solo albums, two rarities compilation albums, one split album, and five EPs. Turner's fifth and most recent studio album, Tape Deck Heart, was released on April 22, 2013. In addition to playing the Olympics opening ceremony, Frank sold out Wembley Stadium, which, for those of you who don't know, is extremely large. And, uh... So, Eric, why did you want to have Frank on the show? Because Frank is one of my all-time favorite singer songwriters uh, i love his music when we came up with the idea for the show he was probably the first person that i thought of that i wanted to have on the show well let's check out the interview here it is hi frank welcome to the show thanks for having me thanks for joining us i'm really excited to have you on today because uh your music for me is one of those places that i turn to pretty regularly for uh comfort and inspiration and i think you're writing some of the the music these days that probably talks most about the you know the challenges of being human in a really honest sometimes painful and yet ultimately sort of life affirming way i'm not as awesome as this song makes out i'm angry under weight and sketching out i'm building bonfires of my vanities and doubts to get one just like everybody else
I think you're a you're a great guest for for what we're doing. And then I'll uh, I'll stop the love parade in a second and ask you questions. The one other thing <laughs> that that I really like about your music is I've got two teenage boys, and and listeners of this show will know that uh, I'm always looking for ways for us to connect. And your music is one of those things. We we both or we all really love your music, and so it gives us a way to connect. And one of the boys and I recently drove to Cincinnati to see you play. And I got really good memories of that, you know, the drive down, the drive back, the show. Uh, even though you did uh, say "fuck," I think about forty times in about twenty-five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a yeah, me- you know, my, Go ahead. my mother complains that I have a dirty mouth, and she's right. But um, but I mean, that's Cincinnati. So first of all, very kind words. Thank you very much, um, and I'm glad to have been of some sort of positive use in this wretched world. But um, like that Cincinnati show was a funny one because yeah, I did have a bit of an issue with the heckler that night, and uh, I let my tongue run away with me. But that aside, I thought it was a fun show. It was it was a great show, and it's certainly memorable memorable given that it's funny because my my one son a lot of his friends don't don't really know who you are they're they're into a lot of hip-hop and stuff and he always refers to you they're like what is that and he's like that's big frankie t so that's your that's your nickname over here i guess in ohio big frankie t so um our show is called the one you feed and it's based on uh the old parable of two wolves where there's a a grandfather and he's talking to his grandson and he says in life there are two wolves inside of us one is a good wolf and represents things like kindness and bravery and love and the other is a bad wolf which represents things like hatred and jealousy and fear and the grandson stops and thinks and he says well grandfather which one wins and the grandfather says the one you feed so I'd like to start off the podcast by asking you what does that parable mean to you in your life and in your work well, I mean, I think um, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's, it's a classical parable. I mean, for me, yeah, I definitely kind of have um, a balance personally between kind of um, creative urges and, and destructive urges and self-destructive urges and, and between, I mean, to put it more kind of prosaically, the desire to kind of get up and write songs and do things and go out and engage with the world uh, versus the desire to sit on my sofa and eat crisps and watch boring telly and hate the world you know, wrapped up in a sleeping bag. And, um, and yeah, that, you know, there are days when, when one's doing better than the other, but, um, I, I do my best to kind of lean on, on the, my better instincts if I can. I, you know, I sort of, I, I, I am generally possessed by this feeling that there's not enough time. Um, and that there's more that I could personally do creatively and, and personally and all the rest of it. So, um, that is something that kind of burns inside me. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. I I was having a conversation with a friend last night, and we were talking about how long we wanted to live, and he was like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's that much longer. And I was thinking, I've got so much I want to get done. I hope I've got got plenty of time ahead of me. Um, Friendship comes up in a lot of your songs, um, and sort of talk, and and talking about how people, other people help you to be that best version of yourself. Um, On the most recent record, The Way I Tend to Be is a pretty straightforward example of that. How important are your friends and the people around you in in being the person that's out doing things and not the one curled up on the sofa? 
Very important. I mean, the thing is, uh, something that I kind of, it's something that's kind of central to the way that I kind of look at the world. And it sort of amazes me that there are people who don't feel like this, but apparently there are. But for me, I, I, I don't have an enormously high opinion of myself in my heart of hearts, you know what I mean? And I certainly think that most of my kind of friends and associates are kind of are better, more inspiring people than I am, you know, in, in that sort of cold dark night of the soul or whatever and, and, I, and I love being around the people that I choose to be around because I find them inspiring and they inspire me to try and kind of not give up on myself you know and, and, and to sort of work and, and trying to better myself and yeah that's, that's hugely important to me uh, and plus also I mean you know just in a, from a practical sort of historical point of view for me personally I've had some kind of rough patches of my life and, and it's always been friends rather than family that's kind of come for me in those situations so um, yeah it's something that's very important John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As a follow-on to that, uh, you know, talking about rough patches, um, you, you know, the most recent record, you've got some pretty graphic descriptions in there on, you know, telltale signs around, you know, cutting yourself when you were younger. Um, you, you also are, um, an ambassador for something called Calm, C-A-L-M. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, that's a it's campaign against living miserably. Um, it's a UK based, uh, charity that, uh, deals with mental health issues and, and the kind of the main thing that about sort of mental health, I think, generally speaking, is, is stigma and is just the fact that, you know, in some corners of society, it's still kind of something that people are ashamed of and embarrassed about and therefore reluctant to talk about. And the worst thing, in my experience and in my opinion, for people who have mental health issues is isolation and that feeling that you've got, there's no one you can talk to, there's no one who's going to understand all that kind of thing. And I think that the world could be quite rapidly made a better place, you know, uh, from that point of view on the issues of mental health, if people were just more comfortable about talking about it. And that's the main thing that Calm is working towards. And hopefully I can help them. Yeah, I think that's, that's really, you know, back to the idea of friendship and all that, but getting out and talking to people. And I agree a lot about uh, the stigma there. And I don't know if it's just the sort of people I'm following and the places that I pay attention. It seems that that really is starting to lift to some degree, but I never know, am I seeing a bigger pattern or am I just seeing what part of the world I'm focusing on? But well, and I think the other thing for me that I find can be quite deceptive in my own life is, is the fact of getting older. If you and your friendship group get older and hopefully get a little wiser, sometimes it's tempting to think that, hey, you know, the world's turning into a better place and everybody's figuring this out. But you've got to remember that, you know, <laughs> how you were when you were 16 is how 16-year-olds are now, you know, and, and there is always going to be that kind of like 
drive to educate sort of new people coming through or whatever. Uh, and yeah, they're just, they're just I'm, I'm, I'm often reminded that there's still a lot of work to do on these kind of things with, with sort of conversations you see between other people who aren't necessarily part of your own friendship group or, or peer group or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, it's important for me to remember that having teenage boys trying to remember like they just they they can't they're incapable of seeing the world the way I see it with the years of experience and maturity. But I can relate. I can be like, oh, yeah, I remember feeling exactly that way. And, and uh, I think that's important. Um, one of the other things that you're really known for and that I like is you, you bring you bring a real sense of community to your music. I know you've talked a lot about your your background in the in the punk rock hardcore scene. At the same time, you also really have this thing where you say that you don't only say it, but you sort of act out that you're no different than your fans. You're just another person. Um, You know, you've got that line in Try This at Home that everybody really seems to resonate with that really hits both of those topics. I guess my question would be, as you're getting uh, increasingly more famous, because it seems to be happening, I don't think you're an overnight success by any stretch of the imagination, but the last couple years seem like there's a real acceleration there. How is it hard to keep both those things that I think are really important to you the community and the sense that you aren't different from your fans, that, that seems like it's got to be getting harder to maintain. Um, you know, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's a funny thing. I, I often feel like the world is expecting me to kind of give up on those things just because. Do you know what I mean? Just because that would sort of seem like now would seem like the time to do it or whatever. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, what? I need more specific reason for that. I mean, for example, like, you know, my email address on my website and the whole time somebody somewhere goes, oh, now it's time to take that down. You can't keep that going. You can't spend all day kind of replying to that and stuff, which I do. And, and it's like, well, why not? I mean, you know, I can if I want to, which I do. So I will. Um, but I mean, I think that, um, you know, I mean, I have, I hopefully have various kind of measures to keep me grounded. I mean, the guys in my band all rip on me endlessly. That's everybody's favorite topic is taking the mickey out of me. Um, and I just kind of try my best not to think very hard about things like, you know, success and prestige and all that sort of thing. I like to just kind of concentrate on playing a good show and, and, you know, being, being a good musician and a good performer and all that kind of thing, which is what I've always been trying to do. I think the other thing to say as well is that, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've got a bit of beer in my bonnet about this lately. The word punk means a million different things, and it's utterly boring to get into arguments over what punk rock actually means or what its definition is. I, I've wasted my life arguing about that, and I'm not going to bother doing it anymore. However, the thing is, the thing that I kind of remind myself of, and that is still really important to me, is when I was a kid, punk was sold to me as hey, you, you hate everybody around you, you feel totally socially alienated and removed from, from your peers and your peer group. Come to us and you can be anybody you want. You can be, we'll, we'll, it's, it's safe and it's kind and it's non-judgmental and it's just this place where you can just be you. And that was so important to me when I was a kid. It was the, the idea of punk rock as a refuge. And, with, and, and that kind of vibe, sometimes in various punk scenes, I think that gets kind of forgotten or put aside or lost in favor of whether it be sort of politics or aggression or, or sarcasm or whatever. Um, but for me, I, that, that's the most important thing about punk. And I hope that a sense of that maintains at my shows in the sense that 
it's not music for hip people it's not music for a certain kind of demographic or social scene or kind of fashion trend or anything like that I love the fact there's people from all walks of life who come to my show I don't consider myself to be cool I never have done and I don't want to make music for cool people cool people are welcome to come but do you know what I mean it's like it's, it's supposed to be this kind of this the community in the sense of it just being a kind of like hey it's cool you can be here and you can just be whoever you want to be and nobody's going to point anything at anybody and that's the kind of vibe i want to get in my show bring a little optimism into your life with the bright side a new kind of daily podcast from hello sunshine hosted by me danielle robay and me simone voice every weekday we're bringing you conversations about culture the latest trends inspiration and so much more thank you for taking the light and you're going to shine it all over the world and it makes me really happy i never imagined that i would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy listen to the bright side on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the bright side yeah and i i think you do i'm uh i've got it probably about 10 years on you so i was i was really more involved kind of directly in those days when when punk and hardcore was sort of the diy scene was breaking here in the u.s and so i remember those things very clearly and the truth is i haven't felt anything close to that since some of your recent shows that I've been at here. So I think you're you're doing a great job of keeping that uh, together. Excellent. I know for me, one of the things that, that feeds my good wolf is uh, is music. And, and I mentioned earlier that your music is something that I turn to a lot. I don't think there's been a song written uh, that I can remember that is more direct about the, sort of the redemptive power of rock and roll than I still believe. My question for you would be, what do you listen to? What are the things that you turn to when you really need that sort of that lift or that, that affirmation of life, those sort of things? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I could, we, we could get very specific on different kinds of flavors of life affirmation that are required and what I would go to from my recipe book <laughs> of records. You know, um, I mean, um, I listen to music a lot. I'm, I'm, it's kind of, I'm kind of a boring person. It's all I really care about is, is music, you know, and rock and roll specifically. Um, I mean, my, my absolutely go-to band that I couldn't live without is a, a, Canadian, a Canadian indie band called uh, The Week Events who I just adore and, and worship and love. And there's a kind of, there's a warmth and a, and a friendliness to their, but, but I mean, it's intelligent, complex music, but like there's just a kind of welcoming, forgiving kind of vibe to what they do that I love. There's a, there's a line in one of their earlier songs where John, the singer says, um, he says, we're talented and bright, which means we're lonely and uptight. And I always thought that was such a wonderful line, you know, and, and, uh, and it's just so, so many great lines in that song. It's like, you know, we've got this store-bought way of saying that we're okay and we've learned how to cry in total silence. And it's, you know, oh, glorious. I could go on about the Wicked Hands forever. But yeah, they're definitely my go-to band. Excellent. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he released a solo record a couple years ago that was really good. 
that that I liked a lot. He did. Well, you know, funny thing about that, I actually ended up writing the press release for a solo record because John sent me an advanced copy of the album to see what I thought about the mix, I seem to remember. And I was like, whatever to the mix, man. This is some of the best songs I've heard in years. And, um, and yeah, I was really excited about it. And he asked me to write the press release for the record. So a great piece of work. Yeah, it it is it is excellent. You you touched on it earlier a little bit. Um, this 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 self destructive side of you know, and you've you've talked about it in various songs. Um, Imperfect tense is one. Recovery is another. This this the 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 um, the self destructive tendencies and and there there is a balance in that right between the you know the drinking and drugs are, are there's always a risk there. And you've you've certainly shown signs of regret or concern. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're in an okay place with all that stuff now? Um, yeah, mostly. I mean, it's always a bit of a balancing act. Um, I've certainly I've certainly had my kind of my uh, my times with with drinking drugs in particular, and and it's a funny thing because there's that kind of weird kind of half light where it's supposed to be something that's fun, but at the same time, I know that it's something that's quite damaging to me as a person. And also, more specifically, I think one of the things is, you know, I make my living from my voice, and I think anybody who's a singer is very, very conscious about their voice at all times. And all that stuff destroys my voice like you wouldn't believe. And there are times, you know, if I get off a long tour and I'm feeling really, really pent up, where that kind of stuff, part of it is getting out of your head and sort of that release or whatever, but part of it is actually kind of a sort of subconscious or conscious attempt to kind of damage the part of me that that makes my living do you know what i mean and uh yeah i mean i've I've had my kind of ups and downs with it but i'm I'm feeling pretty good at the minute so uh happy days excellent you've you've had challenges uh the, the latest tour with your back the the song losing days is certainly as i'm getting older i recognize that more and more time is just it is it is completely getting getting away from me Yeah, I mean, I think something, a, a kind of an idea that I'm kind of intrigued by, and I think Losing Days was a first attempt to examine, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if it comes up again. It's just this idea that after a while, that for me, the definition of youth is that point in your life when there are no limits to possibility. You could be anything, do you know what I mean? There's still time to be an astronaut or a you know, <laughs> an ice hockey player or an archaeologist or whatever, you know? And then there's that kind of, I think the part of kind of, getting older is you suddenly realize that there is no way now in my life that I will ever be an astronaut. <laughs> it seems that, that that avenue is closed to me. I'm too old, you know, to even start training on that idea. And, that, and that's a sort of, that's an intriguing point, point to reach because suddenly that's the moment where self-definition becomes uh, irrevocable. Do you know what I mean? It's like you are the person you are and that's who you're going to be 
full stop, and there's no going back now. And and there's a line in Losing Days about small uh, small ideas become commitments, and things that perhaps even at the time when you were kind of getting into them, you weren't really thinking about them all that much, and you suddenly realise that's part that's you. That it's never going to change. And and I, I don't want to be overly pessimistic about it because I mean at the same time it's a question of discovering who you are and who the person you'll be remembered as is. But um, it's it's an interesting moment in life to have that thing where you suddenly kind of go. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 in the, I'm in the meat of the sandwich now. I'm no longer in the bread. Like this is it. This is life. Exactly. I I agree with that. I th- I still think at any point that we are in life, we've still got some latitude, but that latitude does shrink. And when you said that, it actually just hit me because what I talk to my kids about, you know, I I, I push them on getting good grades and all that boring parent shit. And um and when they when we talk about it, what, the reason I say is I want my I feel like my job as a parent is to keep all of your options as open as long as I can so that you can make whatever choice you want to make when that time comes. And I hadn't realized until you just said that why I sort of feel so uh, passionate about that is because mine are certainly, you know, a lot of them have closed given, given where I'm at age-wise. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> You've got perhaps my favorite uh, rider in your contract that I've ever heard of, which is you have a dog rider, which means that if anybody at the venue you're playing at has a dog, they need to bring him into work that day so you can play with them. Yeah, as long as they're cool and comfortable with it. I know some people aren't comfortable with their dogs being around other people or being in the live music environment and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I grew up with a lot of dogs in my life and I absolutely adore dogs. And um, it's just, there's no way that I could have my own dog with the way that I live at the moment. You know, I'm away months at a time, most of the year. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, I've got a few friends who have dogs and I'm a regular visitor around theirs when I get home. But um, it was kind of a cool idea that my tour manager had. And uh, it's wicked because quite a lot of the time I get to hang out and play dogs they're very cute yeah that's great my uh my partner here and i between us we've got five of them in in our houses so if you come to columbus again we can uh we can shower you in dogs i imagine okay excellent that sounds delightful one last question you're working on a on a new record any idea when we might see that yeah, I'm hoping to get the new record uh, finished by the end of this year and out at the very start of next is the idea. Um, I mean, uh, I'm very excited about it. Actually, we've got a lot of kind of, in my opinion, really strong material together. Um, me and the guys in the Sleeping Souls, my band, we're kind of, um, yeah, we're sort of working up new songs and sound checks right now. That's what I was doing just for this, this conversation. And um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. I think they're going to be, I think it's going to be a strong record. Um, and it's kind of, it's sort of a relief to me that I still have things that I'm really excited and passionate about saying. There's no sense of me forcing myself to bother to write new songs or whatever. It's like these, yeah, you know, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm pumped for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully beginning of next year with another record, and and it'll be it'll be a good one. I hope. Well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I'll let you get back to to working on that. That's probably more important than uh, yapping with me. Uh, if you do one thing, <laughs> tell Nigel that I think he's the uh, the best drummer in rock and roll today for me. I would appreciate that. I I will I will de- I happen to agree, and I will tell him that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Frank. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for chatting to me. Okay. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. You can learn more about Frank Turner and this podcast in our show notes at oneufeed.net slash Frank Turner.